0: What's going on,
1: Bears fans? Sports betting season is in full force with the NFL officially back, which means you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. BetUS have been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. And they have loads of bonuses. Join now at BetUS.com today and receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using bonus code CHICAGO125. BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your NFL games with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and odds. In addition to the NFL, you can bet on college football games, PGA golf, UFC matches, and more. They have every bet type imaginable, and the BetUS mobile platform is easy to use with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Cash in on your 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com with our code CHICAGO125. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.
2: You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up-to-date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready because it's time to bear down.
1: Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano. I'm joined by my co-host, Mason West, for this week's Meet the Opponent episode. And to help us get acquainted with the Green Bay Packers, we have Gage Bridgeford, co-host of the pack day Podcast. Gage, how are you doing
2: today, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to uh, be the representative for Green Bay this week uh, in obviously it's a historic matchup between green bay and chicago uh probably probably best rivalry in sports in across all sports is there anything that even comes close really you know it's it's like it's
1: a great rivalry but as of late gage it, it really hasn't been a rivalry but i would you know i would mostly agree with that what do you think mason
0: i mean it's still the one that every time i get the schedule you know i circle it and metaphorically speaking being like and for bears fans right now it's more of a measuring stick like what is this going to look like if we go against a real team that's as competitive as as the Packers are? I mean, Spears stole a win back when uh, was it? I think Filden had was interim coach at the time and then had yeah. won since. So, yep. uh, yeah. yeah,
2: Green Bay is 13 or 12 and one under uh, Matt LaFleur with the loan loss being to the Vikings last year. So since LaFleur has taken over, it's been a predominant couple of years for Green Bay in the division. Oh,
1: oh, we know. We know, Gage, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, all right, well, we brought you on, Gage, to to get your expertise on the Green Bay Packers. So, Mason, I'm going to start it off with you to ask the first question of the night.
0: Yeah, so in your perspective, Gage, so when a Packers fan, media, whatever, looked at their schedule and sees the Bears are, are next, you know, what do they think? What is the gut reaction to the Chicago Bears?
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, at the, uh, like I said, a couple minutes ago, it's the, that's the matchup everybody looks forward to. Like you said, you circle it, even though Green Bay fans and analysts and alike look at it and they're like, okay, Green Bay should win because just of where the two teams are at in their life cycles, Chicago's more of a little bit of a rebuilding phase while they're trying to bring Justin Fields along. Green Bay is trying to win Super Bowls, but you, you can't overlook anybody in Chicago is a team that everybody, everybody pays close attention to, because even if it's, not a close rivalry in terms of talent. You want to beat your rival every time. And and I know anybody that ever played high school sports, college sports, whatever, it didn't matter if you were a D1 team and you were playing a D3 team. If that was your rival, you wanted to stomp them every time. So that's I know that's how it is for me. I want Green Bay to win, obviously, and I know every Bears fan, even if they're like, oh, Green Bay is not really at our level, they want to win. They're not going to be like, oh, well, we beat Green Bay, but – it doesn't really count cuz they're better than us it's just that you're going to say yep we beat green bay you're better than us but are you really cuz we beat you so we're still paying attention to it just as much as we do any other any other year
1: you know it's it's nice that uh, to kind of hear that cuz i would figure <laughs> like when as as you know people who follow the bears it's like here's green bay here's here's another you that on the you know the schedule but i think you know it is obviously
2: you can't overlook anybody you but Gage, you kind of want to go yeah, exactly. you can't because that's you how can. the Jets beat the Titans two weeks ago. Because they, because right. the Titans were just like, "Oh yeah, easy win." No, no, it was not. So no, you can never overlook anybody, whether it's a team that's zero and five or a team that's five and zero. You nobody can overlook anybody. Anybody can win any given week. That's why that's the difference between football and basketball or baseball. It's it's a one week thing. It's a one game thing. And if you lose and it's your you have an off day, sorry about you. Too true.
1: Yeah, very very true there. Now now, Gage, kind of want to talk about this Packers offense. And I think we need to start with, of course we can start with Aaron Rodgers, but I really want to start with Devontae Adams, who ranks first in the NFL in receiving yards, catches, first down receptions, and targets. What has impressed you the most about how Devontae Adams has played through five games thus far?
2: It does not matter who guards him. It it is the it is the most frustrating thing for a defense. Like, cause I try and obviously look at it from both sides, but you sit here and you watch him and you watch him play. And it's what do you, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? You're going to, you're going to double team him. Okay, cool. He'll figure out a way to beat the double team. You're going to go ahead and send it, match him one-on-one and try and say, you know what? We trust our guy to beat him. Guess what? No, your guy's not going to get, not going to beat him. Devontae's going to win that matchup every single time. I'm trying to find the tweet. I saw it a little bit ago. It was Devontae leads the league in. Like you said, receptions, targets, yards, yards per reception, uh, first downs, just every basically. Oh, there it is. Uh, catches, yards, targets, yards per reception, and first down catches of, of players with at least fifty targets. He's also third in catch percentage. Like the dude, just the, there's the there's obviously the phrase "built different." That's Devontae Adams. The guy is on another level right now. Cooper Cup has played great this year. Everybody's going to say, "No, our best receiver is better." No. Devontae Adams is top two, and he's not two right now.
0: So flipping to the the other phase of the offense, the Bears win against a two-headed monster when they played the Browns a couple weeks ago, you know, and did pretty well until the wheels fell off in the fourth quarter. Defense was exhausted by that point. But the Absolutely. Packers have their own beast there. I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's literally just a, a man. That's the best way to describe <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, the Bears currently, though, they, they rank defensively eighth in rushing Per, uh, yards per carry at 3.9 and only have given up one rush greater than 20 yards how will the packers attack this matchup and how important has dylan's emergence been
2: uh dylan's uh, dylan's emergence has been huge because obviously you as you guys know over the last couple of years it was the aaron jones and jamal williams show and aaron jones and obviously williams is now in detroit aj dylan coming in he needed to take that next step because Green Bay doesn't like to ride Aaron Jones and give him 20, 25 touches. They don't want him to have that CMC workload as much as fantasy managers of Aaron Jones would like. That's not what it's going to be. And you need AJ Dillon to be that other guy. And that's what he's, and he's been able to bring that, that kind of that thunder aspect to Aaron Jones just a little more, a little bit more explosive, which AJ Dillon's explosive in his own right. Uh, his burst score for uh, during the combine for how big he is and how fast he ran was basically only Derek Henry had ever achieved that level at that size. Um, he ran really well last week against, against Cincinnati. He had a couple of big runs uh, against, against Pittsburgh. He had four straight runs of like six or seven yards and just, he can really wear a defense down in, in that fourth quarter. If you got a guy that's 250 pounds coming at you with four or five speed, that's, that's a, you're going to make a business business decision if you're a cornerback trying to tackle that guy. So his emergence has helped a lot. And you were right. Chicago's done well against in yards per carry, but also their DVOA they're 11th among all defenses. And that's with facing a team in Cleveland, who, in my opinion, that's the best running team in the league. Them Baltimore, uh, the Chargers have ran the ball well, surprisingly this year, but you got like, yeah, you guys got blown out in the fourth quarter and it looked bad, but the final, but the final numbers didn't really tell the full story. Yeah. Mad Nagy had a bad plan on offense. You had Justin Fields was playing the Andy Dalton offense. That's a, I don't know why you're doing that. He's not Andy Dalton. He, there's there's a reason that he's looked better with Bill Lazer calling the plays there. So, but yeah, I like this defense a lot for for Chicago, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup, especially if Green Bay's uh, offensive line, which has been banged up so far this year, last week played without three of the five expected starters. I was, well, Bakhtiari's still on pup list. Uh, Elton Jenkins is out. Josh Myers is out. Myers is a full participant in practice today. Elton hopefully comes back. Those are two huge additions that makes things a lot easier. Um but it's it's nice to have two running backs when there's teams that don't have one. Like you look at like the Jets and Michael Carter's their starter. I'm not really super concerned about that when you got two guys that would start for pretty much any other team across the league on one squad. No, absolutely. And engage
1: right now Green Bay through 5 games is scoring touchdowns on just 55% of their red zone trips. That's down from last season when they were yeah. scoring touchdowns at 76.8% of their trips, as good as this offense has looked, what do you think has contributed to the dip in
2: red zone production? Um, I, It's it's kind of hard to tell. Some of it has been like poor play calling. Some of it has been shooting, your, shooting themselves in the foot. You've had a couple of plays where Rodgers has gotten pushed off a spot. As I mentioned before, offensive line's been banged up. And when the, when the field when you're in the red zone, the field's condensed, there's less room for the quarterback to move around, which means that it's easier for the defense to get close to him, get pressure on him. And that can kind of mess him up. They also they haven't featured Devontae Adams as heavily in the red zone as they did last year, which is which is surprising. He still leads the team in targets in that area, still has the most receptions, et cetera. But they're also not just going exclusively to him. They're not just throwing him a jump ball. Like if you got a possession, you're like, okay, we're gonna take three shots at the end zone, you would expect at least two or three of those to all go to him, and they're not. They're moving the ball around. Randall Cobb's getting looks down there. Uh, you're getting Alan Lazard looks. Aaron Jones had three receiving touchdowns against Detroit in Week Two, so they're kind of going. They're kind of moving all around and trying to get everybody involved a little bit down there. And I think it's just it's going to come with time. They that was a big talking point during uh, Matt Lafleur's uh, press conference today. I didn't get the chance to watch it just because I was busy working on some other stuff. But that is something that I think will just happened throughout the year. And as you said, they were the best red zone team in the league last year. It wasn't exactly close. You're going to have regression. That's just life. That's just, that's just how it works. You're not going to convert 80% of your possessions to touchdowns year over year. And if you do that offensive coordinator is not going to be a coordinator too long. He's going to go be a head coach somewhere. (laughs) Very, very true there gauge. And you know what? Look, we've
1: been talking about this Packers offense and we really haven't talked about the guy, the man, number 12, Aaron Rodgers and look ev- with everything that kind of went on what what do you make of his season so far is it just another Aaron Rodgers like season what do, what are you kind of getting through 5 games so far
2: uh, he, he's not even playing his best football yet it's th- like he's still a- he's still able to make dumb de- like dumb, de- dumb dumb good decisions when I, when I when i say that people are like oh that sounds like you're that's a dick no it's a severe compliment because you see him do things that are just stupid that no one else can do there's there's few players in the world that can make the plays he's making. And then he still makes the wrong ones. Like he will, he's still too willing to hold on to the ball and try and take the deep shot. And that's something he, he's struggled with for the past couple of years. He didn't really do that last year with LaFleur. He's willing to take that check down. He's been a little, he's been a little locked in on trying to find Devonte, trying to fi- hit those big plays to MBS when he was in the lineup, Lazard down the field, et cetera. He needs to work on getting the ball out more. But at the same time, when you're winning and doing the things that he's able to do, you're going to be more willing to do that. It's the same reason why no one dogs Mahomes for making the wild plays that he makes because it works out good. No, no one's going to say a word when it works out good. As soon as it start work, starts working out bad, you have drives bogged down, then you're going to have some conversations about it. But he's still he's still one of the top two or three best quarterbacks in the league. I think if he was a little younger you would I would put him clear number 1 he's just he's obviously not quite as athletic not quite as spry as he used to be but he's still good enough to carve up any defense that you put in front of him as long as he's got his full complement of weapons on him.
1: Yeah, he's still a very very bad man as Bears yeah, fan he is that know all man. too well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So before we move over to the defense discussion I need to tell you a little bit about our new partnership. If you're like me, going to the gym is a crucial part of my schedule. It's a place to let loose and just decompress. And after a great workout, it's important to give your body the amino acids it needs to repair and rebuild proteins. And that's why I drink OWEN. That's right, OWEN, which stands for only what you need. OWEN is a 100% plant-based protein company, and all of their products are plant-based, free of artificial ingredients, and are allergen-friendly. Plus, OWEN uses high-quality and carefully selected ingredients to make all of its products easily digestible, like their dark chocolate protein shake that has 20 grams of protein, my personal favorite. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Get 20% off your first purchase with the code TCA20 at liveowen.com. That's 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. And remember to use the code TCA20. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. Only what you need. So, Mason, I'm going to hand it off to you. What's the first defensive question you have about this Packers
0: team? So the Packers defense gauge, is, it's interesting. Uh, you know, obviously there's there's some injuries going on. Uh, one of the Smiths is out up with the back issue. Jair Alexander had some shoulder stuff going on. And Green Bay currently ranks last in defensive red zone efficiency when it comes to touchdowns at 100% allowed. Yep, uh, you 16 look at red the- zone
2: drives, 16 touchdowns allowed. It's
0: not great crazy. And then you look at their third down conversion percentage on the defense, 45.45, which, you know, is not the greatest ranked. The fourth down conversion is ranked 14th at 50%. What is going on with this Packers defense? You know, are they having a hard time getting off the field and how are they still able to to handle it with all those I issues?
2: Mean, I mean, you pointed out one key thing, injuries, injuries hmm. all over the, all, all over the place. Uh, so let's see in, I don't think they've had their full gambit of starters at like from front to back since week one. And even in week one Zadarius Smith was banged up and didn't play a full hundred percent of snaps. And then there's, and then now he's out for, and he's, he's, we're not sure when he's coming back. Jair's Mm -hmm. out. Jair's been out for a few weeks. Kevin King was banged up. He had a concussion, which there was a lot of scary conversations about that because he went out after week two with a concussion but there was he had taken a hit to the head during the game, and there's a clip of him getting up. Also, real quick, clip Victoria in the chat. You're absolutely right. I am a Green Bay Homer. i'm I'm a Green Bay guy. and I'm, I'm, that's that's okay. I'm not gonna not gonna deny that. That's why I'm here. I talk about Green Bay. I'm a Green Bay fan. I admit it. I've never tried to say that I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Green Bays just beat up. They all, they're beat up from front to back. They uh, Darnell Savages missed time dur- in during games. He's left games early you've had jair obviously jair alexander that's your number one corner one of the best corners in the league he's banged up he's out for at least the next couple of weeks there was possibility he was going to be lost for the year eric stokes is coming along slowly he's a rookie that you're not expecting to have to throw into the fire this early and guess what that's what you have to do he got cooked he got beat a couple of times by jamar chase last week jamar chase very good wide receiver and you don't want to have to put and you don't want to have to put your rookie corner on that guy that's why you have jair alexander there so injuries is a big part of it throwing the fact that they don't exactly have a great interior pass rush. They have uh, Kenny Clark who's a very good interior pass rusher, but or he's a very good interior offensive lineman, but other than him they have a they have a they have a lot of guys. Just about a lot of lunch pail dudes. They show up, they do their job, they go home. That type. Not really the guys that are going to get you off the field on third downs. They've also in the red zone there were a couple of plays where they've Maybe gotten bad calls. I know everyone's like, "Oh, Green Bay gets all the calls." No. If you want to go look that up, there's plenty of stats online that prove that the league is biased all over the damn place. Referees are terrible. (laughs) They're like in the game against Cincinnati. There was a pretty blatant OPI call where the receiver didn't even make an effort to run a route. Joe Mixon walked into the end zone. It was third down. Joe Mixon gets a walk in touchdown because an OPI isn't called because it was a blatant pick play. So. Some of it's referee stuff, but most of it, it's just it's a lot of young guys and they're not getting key plays. They'll do really well on first and second down and then give up a big play on third down. It's so like you said, they're not getting off the field on third down. And that's been that's been their main issue is third down. You said they're giving up 45 percent conversion rate. I'm surprised it's that low because <laughs> because to me, it seems every time Green Bay gets the third down, I'm like, nope, this is going to get given out. I'm just they're going to give it up. It's just how it works. And then, sure enough, boom! First down. So, so a lot of it is not getting off the field on third down, and it's not, and it's not making plays when you need them. You'll do well first and second down, and then third down, you fall apart. So that's just all it is. And I think that's something that'll happen, that'll improve throughout the year. The linebackers, especially Devondre Campbell, uh, he's actually solidified the inside linebacker position for us, kind of as Roquan Smith has done for Chicago and Danny Trevathan before him. Campbell is playing better inside linebacker than Green Bay has had in 10 years he's and and they got him as a street free agent in july or august if i remember correctly so that so that's kind of that's kind of nice but just a lot of guys need time to gel and you need to get healthy too you got guys beat up all over the place no that makes complete sense there
1: gauge and so how would you assess the the packers pass rush this season only only 10 sacks on the season i know zadarius smith is a huge part of that but is it just because he's not there that it may be you know, the rest of the guys aren't heading home. How would you kind of assess their play so
2: far? Well, I mean, kind of as I said before, they don't have a great interior pass rush. Kenny Clark's a good pass rusher, but they, you look at a team like the Rams who have Aaron Donald, obviously, and Aaron Donald collapses the pocket from inside, which then makes everybody else's life easier because the quarterback has to go somewhere and because he, he can't step up. You have, but right now, Green Bay has Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who's playing very good ball. Preston Smith had a terrible year last year. He admitted it. Everybody talked about it. He's playing very good ball this year. Last I looked, he was, I believe, 11th in Pro Football focuses grade. Pro Football Focus isn't the end-all be-all, but they do grade decently well. So he's playing really well. Rashawn Gary's playing well, but if you get your outside rushers and they get there and they can't, but they get around the quarterback and the quarterback's able to step up because there's no interior pressure, that just kind of that kind of adds up. And then. Also, I don't know what it is about Green Bay, but they if a guy steps up, there seems to always be room in the middle of the field for guys to scramble. I don't know what it is, but there's always room. And I'm like, how do we just have no one watching these guys? Like, Because it's not like they're playing statues back there. Like, even Ben was running some on them. And I'm like, what in the hell are we doing here? <laughs> so so some of, it's like, some of it's that. Some of it's just by the end of games, guys wear down. When you only have two primary pass rushers, they're going to get worn out over the course of a game. That's just that's the benefit of having zadarius Smith Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith. You have three primary guys that you can put out there and rotate them through to keep them all fresh. So that's, so that's kind of what it is. Is just, you don't have the right combination of pressure in the right places. They also have had some blitzes that just didn't quite get home that have kind of like they get close or they'll get a hand on a guy and they just don't quite bring him down. And then he gets the ball out. So. Well,
0: actually that's like a perfect transition. He talks about being uh Quarterbacks be able to step up and scramble. You know, when I saw that the Packers were Jalen Smith's preferred destination, I was pretty salty about it because I was a huge Jalen Smith guy when he came out of the draft. Um, I wanted the Bears to get him, redshirt him because I just thought he had a chance to do pretty well. Obviously, he's a Pro Bowler. I mean, so what role do you foresee for Jalen Smith? You know, what kind of an impact do you think he can make?
2: If I if I'm Joe Barry, I'm just saying, see the ball, go find, go get the ball. Don't don't try and do anything else. Don't fall for the eye candy. Just just play aggressive that was the that was obviously the specialty with Jalen Smith coming out of Notre Dame was how athletic he was. he was able to move really well for how what size he was go just go see the ball hit the ball don't try and do too much because that's the clips that you see of him looking bad on film he's not as athletic as he was when he came out he's just not that knee has really worn him out these injuries have kind of taken some of his can have sapped away a lot of the juice that he had just don't don't think too much. Like that's, and that's one thing that has helped Joe Barry and these linebackers really play really well. That's what he was at. He was a linebacker coach with the Rams before he came to Green Bay. He's really, he, he just lets the guys go hit the ball. Devontae Campbell's playing really well. He's not having to think, he's not having to process too much. He's just, okay, where's the ball at? I'm going to go hit the ball. Same thing with Chris Barnes, who is like a sixth round pick, I believe, for Green Bay last year. Just go, go find the ball. Don't think about it. Just go get the ball. That's all you need to do. So, I think that's what he'll do with Jalen Smith. I think especially early on, he'll let Jalen be a blitzer and kind of let him do a little bit of everything. I, I'm sure that he'll work into that outside linebacker rotation to try and keep those guys fresh, to try and keep them from being burned out by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. So I think early on, they'll let him use just how – he is still athletic. at And for how big he is, he's still a good athlete. But just kind of keep it simple for him. Just let him make simple plays, let him get in a groove, and then kind of ramp them up as the season goes along. That's my expectation. Do I know that for sure? No, but that's my kind of how I'm getting it uh, based off of what others closer to the situation are saying.
1: Now, Gage, you you brought up Joe Barry a couple of times just now. You know, first year as a Packers defensive coordinator, what are your thoughts about him, what he does, and how he
2: kind of utilizes guys in that defense? He brings energy to the team. He brings a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. He seems – He seems happy to be happy to be doing his job. Obviously, having a five and one team that makes it a little easier. But he's like he has all these guys. Like I said, the This is the best inside linebacker play I've seen in ten years in Green Bay. They've never they have not played this well in a long time. And it's not like they've had players that just were underperforming. They just they haven't had they haven't. He's just getting the most out of what they have. They don't have the Roquan Smith, the first round pick. They don't have the Dan Trevathan, Dan who was a big money money free agent guy. They just have. Devontre Campbell, who was a street free agent from two months ago. They have Chris Barnes, who's like a fifth or sixth round pick. They just have a bunch of guys. They have obviously Jalen Smith now, but even that's a reclamation proge- proge- project who costs $770,000 this year. He's just getting the most out of inside linebackers. He's letting guys do what they do well. And it's a big thing that I've, I always talk about, uh, obviously, the Patriots. That's why the Patriots defense always seems so successful. They don't make their guys do too much if you're good at man coverage as a corner, guess what? You're not going to play zone, dude. You're going to go play man cover. Why? Because that's what you're good at. And so that's kind of what I'm seeing Joe Barry do. Some of the guys like Jair, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, who can do a little bit more. He's letting them get a little multiple, letting them kind of play a little more open, a little free, but the guys like Campbell and like Dean Lowry on the defensive line, he's just like, go do your job. Just what are you good at? Let's have you do that thing. Dean Lowry, I've never been a good – I've never been a big Dean Lowry fan. Anybody that has listened to any podcast of mine for the last couple of years knows that. He's played decent. He's been fine, which is better than I could have expected from him because I don't have high hopes for him. So Joe Barry is bringing energy and enthusiasm, and he's letting guys do what they do well and not trying to make them do too much, and that's a big thing. Kevin King has been good. Like Kevin King gave up – one, had a bad game in week one, and then, like last week, there was the big play that Darnell Savage gave up. Darnell said uh, Jamar Chase in the second half. Savage almost picked it off or almost deflected it. He just missed it. Everybody immediately on Twitter was blaming Kevin King. And then as soon as they realized it wasn't him, no one <laughs> said a word. No, no one said our bad, No, nothing. Just everyone was like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, cool, moving on. But it's like Kevin King has been good. He's not been great, but that's the thing. When he's your two or three corner, you don't need him to be good or great. That's why you have Jair Alexander. That's his job is to be the great guy. Kevin King has been fine. He's getting more out of guys than Mike Pett never did. And that's all you can ask for him. Just all it was is be better than the last guy and the offense will take care of the rest. You know,
1: that sounds a lot like uh, the bears defense quarter and Sean decide what he's currently doing for this bears defense. So he's got you guys playing
2: well, man. I
1: very well. Yeah. Bears
2: are the only team I've watched every game of so far this year, other than green Bay. And, Bears defense is playing well. Like the fact that you guys, especially in pass coverage, are your fourth in pass DVOA right now. That's pretty good considering your number one corner is Jalen Johnson and your number two – I'm not going to lie. I can't name your number two and three corners. I know the names, (laughs) but I can't name them off the top of my head. But the fact that you guys are playing so well with a guy that was kind of – to be fair, was kind of a question mark in terms of, oh, is this guy a good enough defensive coordinator? Could we get a better one? He's played. He's got the guys playing really, really well so far this year. I have to tip my hat to you guys there.
0: Well, it's funny because if you were to like ask Bears fans what they think of the secondary, they would just tear it apart because they're like Kendall Vildor, who's not the number two corner. is yep, like, oh, that, He's yep. terrible. Yep. Duke Shelley, who's the slot corner is like, he, you know, we could throw him on the scrap pile. But yeah, because it's funny it's not a star you look player. at it. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's the problem.
2: It's because they're not. It's not Kyle Fuller. It's not Bryce Callahan during guys' run of the playoffs a couple of years ago. It's it's just some guys. It's some guys, and that's their problem. And they, they, it's like you know what, guys. Just because they're not star players, doesn't make them bad. Sometimes, sometimes, just rarely, a guy that's not a star player can still be good.
1: And it helps to have the the right defensive coordinator in place. Engage before we talk quickly. A quick hit on special teams. Just want to know. Obviously, you guys are gonna be facing Justin Fields for the first time. What are your thoughts on on Fields? And you know, I think usually when the Bears go into a match with the Packers, you're not worried about the quarterback. You're not worried about Mitchell Trubisky. You're not worried about certain guys. Is is
2: there a a worry for a rookie quarterback? What's kind of your your thoughts on just Justin Fields? Justin Fields is playing – is making a lot of the mistakes that he was making at Ohio State. He holds the ball a little bit too long. I'm sure you guys have seen that. He just – he is a big guy. He's a big, strong guy. He knows that he can take hits. In the NFL, you probably shouldn't be taking those hits because these guys are hitting you a little bit harder than uh, D3 or like backup IU linebackers are. So he needs to get rid of the ball a little bit more. But, I mean, he's he's played better in the last two weeks than he did in that first week with, against Cleveland. Granted, Cleveland is one of the probably five best defenses in the league and has three pass three forward first-round pass rushers, including two first overall picks. So, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to get rocked by that defense. So he's been getting better, and that's all you that's all you can ask for him. That's the thing about this team is, like, anybody that's like, oh, we, we should be competing for a playoff spot. Green, Chicago's playing with house money right now. The fact that you guys are three and two – you're, that's sounds money, man. You should just you you should be okay with that, because you are you're further ahead than you should have been. If the you guys beat the Raiders, who the Raiders have beaten Baltimore and kind of slumped in the last couple of weeks, but you guys uh, you guys beat who was did you guys play Detroit yet? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You played Detroit. Beat you Detroit. Detroit. You you guys have played well outside of the Cleveland game, so it's just Fields is going to take time. He's still good at hitting those deep crossers, which you guys saw, obviously to Darnell Mooney, this his new favorite target. He's playing well. He's made a lot. He's going to make progress and it's just as long as he's better by the end of the year, that's all that matters. Who cares about it now? And by the way, you said, I don't, we don't really pay attention to the quarterback Aaron Rodgers was asked today if he could name all of the okay. quarterbacks he's gone against. And like in his time and he a lot openly of admitted, he's like, no, no, can't do it. It's 20 it's different quarterbacks is how many he started against. So, yeah, I, I Justin Fields is the best quarterback you guys have had since Jay Cutler at starter. And that's a, coming from someone that didn't think Mitch Trubisky was that bad, and he was just kind of set up to fail.
0: Like Nick said, just a quick hit on special teams here. Elf in the room. The kicking duel between McPherson and Crosby last week was something to behold. You know, Lafleur said that there were some operational errors outside of what Crosby had going on and that we should watch the tape in order to see what they were. Yeah, in your right, opinion, what, what right were side. some of those errors?
2: The right side. The, if you go and watch the game, all of his missed kicks and honestly some of his non-miss kicks, the right side just outside of the tackles, where if you were playing Madden where the two tight ends would line up on that side, they were they're terrible. They, hmm. It was it was awful. They were regularly allowing guys to get into the backfield, even if Crosby was getting the kickoff and not getting blocked, they were still getting through there. And you can be the best kicker in the world. If you see a guy running at you trying to block you, you're gonna rush your process. You're going to you're gonna see him coming, and especially if it happens multiple times in a row. If it's a one off, and you just see oh, where he got through one time, no big deal. But it was consistently happening. That's what that's what Lafleur is talking about. He's not talking about the snapper. He's not talking about the holder. He's talking about the right side of that uh, right side of those blockers. And he was just nice enough to not say their name in his press conference. Do
0: you All think right, that's going to that affect? Down. Do you think that's going to affect it all like next this week where are they going to go for it on fourth down more, you know, are they going to go for two point or just, Hey, Crosby's our guy. Let's Crosby's the guy.
2: Crosby had a bad, he had a bad week. Everybody had, everybody has bad weeks from every now and again. Crosby didn't miss a single field goal last year. Went 24. I believe it was like 24, 24, something like that. He had made 27 straight before he missed those three that he missed on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not exactly concerned about it. And they're and Green Bay is not going. Green Bay under the floor has never been freaked out to, like, oh well, we got to change the way we do things. No, the is going to do things the way that he does things, and he's going to go down with the ship. And there's a reason that they've only lost seven games in the regular season under him over the last two plus seasons. They're they're very
1: impressive and a very good team. Now, Gage, is there anything else that Bears fans need to know about with this current Packers team that? you know, just be helpful for Sunday. So when they are watching
2: this game, they know they're fully expected and know what's going to go on. Um, I'm trying to think because this Packer team is very similar to the ones you've seen over the last couple of years. Uh, they're banged up on the offensive side of the ball at the receiver position. So you're still not going to know who the number two quarterback is. Mr. Mayhem. No, Jordan Love should not be starting. No, <laughs> no, he should not. Um, the, so you're still Aaron Rodgers is still still great. Devonte adams is still the best receiver in football aaron jones and aj dillon are a great wide receiver duo or a great running back duo excuse me on defense there's still a long ways to go and they're banged up jair alexander is definitely not going to play kevin king i believe missed practice today eric stokes is a young rookie so there is the and the the run defense has improved though i will say that green bay's run defense isn't great but it has improved over the last few weeks. Uh, the stats don't look super well because of the because of week one when they got blown out by New Orleans, but they have improved over the last month or so. They are still a very good team, still in the top echelon of the NFC. So there's not really – this team's very similar to the ones you've seen over the past, just the only difference is going to be some of the names on the jerseys. Oh, and some of their numbers are different now too. We have a wide receiver who's number eight. That throws me off every time. That would be confusing. Seriously, yeah. it's
0: real tough. Danger Vanth is rocking number six now. And every time that's, I see him, I'm like, That's it's weird. Crazy.
2: Like Amari Rogers is number eight. And I'm like, what Who, why? What <laughs> what are we doing here? That's not that's not how that's supposed to be. So yeah, no, it, it throws me off when people have when people have different numbers and stuff like that. And it takes a little bit of getting used to, especially like you said, six. I'm pretty sure Devin. Oh wait, no, what's his name? Who's the Patrick Queen for the for the Ravens he's like number nine he's either number six or number nine one or the other and I'm just like you're a linebacker why is your number that way okay did you guys no. use Aaron Jones more he needs to get into the game mode. the way he did what was, week two it was week two Cliff uh he had four total touchdowns in that game three of them were receiving touchdowns they were just those little flip things that are I mean you know what it counts towards Aaron Rodgers getting more receiving touch or more passing touchdowns so you know what whatever it works right yeah, he he needs to get more involved, but at the same time, that's not what they want to do. They want to keep him fresh for December and January, so if they do have to ride him more and do have to give him 20 to 25 touches, they're able to do so. That's why you have A.J. Dillon. That's why you spend a second round pick on the guy that's 250 pounds that's going to run some people over. That's why when he's running over Kendall Vildor in the fourth quarter, Bildor is going to be like, <laughs> dude, I did not sign up for this, man. I signed up to play football. I did not sign up for all this, though. So. I do think that they can get Aaron Jones involved more, especially in the receiving game. But in terms of pure running, they're not going to give him the 15, they're not going to give him 20 carries and just say, keep running, man. They're just, that's just not what, that's just not how LaFleur likes to run his system. Uh, And it's worked pretty well so far. So
1: look at that Gage interacting with the chat here. I love it. So to kind of end off this meet the opponent episode, Gage, I have a two part question for you. And the first part of that is why will the Packers win on Sunday?
2: The Packers win on Sunday because they're the better team. It's it's a, it's a I know that's a really basic way to put it, but their passing game is better. Than, I understand that the – I have talked up the Bears' defense a lot, like a few times throughout the episode, but they're just – Devontae Adams can beat any receiver or any corner that's put in front of them, point blank, period. Doesn't matter who it is. He can beat anybody, and Aaron Rodgers is going to find him, and they're going to hook up and have a big play or two. That's just how it is. The I also think Elton Jenkins and Josh Myers are probably going to are having a, have a good chance to play this week, and that's a huge that is a huge boost to this team. Forty seven to ten, I don't think so, Ron Winarski. Uh, but on defense, I'm a little nervous, uh, especially if Justin Fields does scramble. If Bill Lazor makes an effort to get Justin Fields out of the pocket and gets him, lets him use his athleticism, that could be a big issue for Green Bay unless they really send somebody, whether it's Savage or Campbell or whoever. Say hey, if he gets scrambling, you gotta you gotta go shut that down. You can't let that happen. So that's the big thing that uh, makes me nervous because Fields, if he does scramble, he can cause problems. And that's something that obviously you guys are going to see more and more throughout the year uh, throughout his time in Chicago. Is the guy's good? Guy's great athlete. And if you get him on the move, he can make really good plays both with his arm and with his legs. So that's so that's so. But ultimately, I think Green Bay wins. Just Green Bay is the better team right now. They just have more talent. I think that they're further along. I think Justin Fields just isn't quite there yet. I think that the Bears can keep it close, though. I'm not. I'm not concerned at all about that. But I do think that the I do think Green Bay all ultimately comes out with a win.
1: So the second part of that question, Gage, what will it take for the Bears to
2: win and Packers to lose? Uh, pass rush. If the Bears pass rush can be really aggressive, can get after Rodgers, and can knock him off his spot. Especially if they can do it quickly too. If they give Rodgers time, obviously, I know you guys have seen that Aaron Rodgers extends a play five, six, seven seconds, and he makes and he finds a big play down the field. If they can get quick pressure on him and can really push him back in a spot, that can that's how they can win. That and if Damian Williams can run the ball well, I think Williams and then uh, Khalil Herbert also had a really good game. But I think that's how you that's how you beat Green Bay is like they could pass the ball, but I don't think they're going to do that. That's not how laser or Nagy for that matter has tried to win with fields under center this under under center so far this year. They just haven't, they try and run the ball. They try and play good defense, which I mean, you got a really good defense. So that makes sense. And before Montgomery was hurt had a really good running game, nothing against the other two, but Monty's just a step above those guys. So I think you take care of the ball. You don't commit any turnovers. Green Bay has a turnover at four straight games so far this year. Rodgers does love playing in at Soldier Field, Anthony. He has talked about that yesterday on the Pat, Pat McAfee show. He talked about it today during his press conference. So you're not wrong. He does love playing there, uh, and it's also going to be seeing Green Bay in their home unis on the road, which is going to be weird because you guys are wearing the uh, oh, yeah. you, you guys are wearing the stripe the the blue the old
0: school ones. Yeah. yeah, You guys are
2: wearing those. I don't know how I uh, how how much <laughs> of a fan I am of those, but I think I think they're better than the pack, classic Packer unis the uh, the Acme blue brown ones so yeah <laughs> i like your guys is better than ours but that's how you guys win you take care of the ball you don't have any turnovers and you get pressure and you get quick pressure on Rodgers. if you get pressure because like the d because corners are just in good coverage that's going to break down over time but quick pressure that will that that won't like if you can get pressure on Rodgers quick that can cause problems for not just Rodgers, but any quarterback around the league if you can get quick pressure that's going to cause problems for everybody
1: Gage, uh, man, thank you so much for for joining the show and giving our listeners your insight on the Green Bay Packers. Where can people
2: follow you and all the work that you do? You can find me on Twitter at uh I, as you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I'm one of the many co-hosts of the Packet Day podcast. I'm on the Saturday or the Sunday released episode, so I generally do the pre games. I don't know if I'll be on it this week due to real life stuff, but that's where I'm at there. Uh, I, have, I do work for Rotoballer, or Dynasty Nerds and Denver Steps covering the Denver Nuggets, but all of my work is on my Twitter. It's just way easier to tell you. Just find it there. Um, also, every single Sunday, except for this week due to real life reasons, I do fantasy advice from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time right up until kickoff. I answer every question, whether it's sent to me in a tweet, in a DM, wherever it's at, I answer all of them. Um, whether even and that includes if you're playing against me, like if you're in a league with me and you're playing against me and you're like, Hey, how do I set my lineup this week? I'll still help you. I will never like steer you wrong in any way, shape, or form just because it's like it's, it's for fun. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna screw you over unless you're my friend and then I might, but <laughs> but <laughs> a otherwise, true that's gentleman said, yeah. there.
0: Oh, well, and of like course, but yeah,
2: G Bridgeford NFL on Twitter. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, I was glad to be a part of it. Uh, I always. Like I said, Chicago's the only team that I've watched every game they've played so far this year, other than green Bay. Um, and that's been that way for the last two years now. So you're a fun team well, to watch. And I think that, I think Chicago has got a bright future. I really do.
1: We hope so gauge. We, we really hope so, but remember everybody to subscribe, rate and review this Chicago audible podcast. All that helps us to reach out to more bears fans like you and to potentially partner with, you know, uh, sponsorships like bet us and Owen. So, and also, Go make sure you, you follow Mr. Mason West over there. West Sports PT. We got to get those followers up. Follow, like I said, the Chicago Auto and myself and Nicholas Moriano. Up next will be our weekly game preview. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.